Hi, I'm your host, Sophia Ruan Goucher, creator of the Detox Deep Dive Workbooks, author of the critically acclaimed best-selling book, A to Z of Detoxing, the ultimate guide to reducing our toxic exposures, and founder of the Detox Academy, an online library of detox resources available to help you eliminate toxic chemicals, heavy metals, and electromagnetic fields from your home, diet, self-care, and technologies. Welcome to the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast. Reproductive issues, including infertility, have been increasing worldwide. And these challenges are not just because couples are waiting to be older before trying to conceive. Reproductive challenges have become more prevalent among women in their 20s as well. Dr. Shauna Swan, one of the world's leading environmental and reproductive epidemiologists, and her co-author Stacey Colino report eye-opening findings in their book, Countdown, How Our Modern World is Threatening Sperm Counts, Altering Male and Female Reproductive Development, and Imperiling the Future of the Human Race. For example, here are three findings that most people don't know. One, Worldwide fertility has dropped more than 50% over the past 50 years. Two, a man today has only half the number of sperm his grandfather had. And three, the riskiest rooms for your fertility are your kitchen and bathrooms, not your bedroom. You can listen to my conversation with Dr. Swan in Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast Episode 38, which I highly recommend if you look forward to growing your family. Often, people experiencing reproductive challenges suffer alone, not realizing that their fertility struggles are much more common than they realize. This is partly why I'm so grateful that Sarah Jensen, who is the guest of this podcast, is sharing her story. In this podcast, which Sarah and I recorded over Instagram Live, Sarah talks about her and her husband's struggle with unexplained infertility over 14 years. Ultimately, their fertility challenges led to a happy ending. Sarah and her husband now have two beautiful kids named Hugh and Grace, which is also the name of their company. Sarah and her husband were shocked to learn that products that we use daily, including some products that claim to be clean and non-toxic, contain hormone-disrupting chemicals that increase our risks to a long list of things, including adverse reproductive outcomes. Motivated by what they learned, they partnered with experts to create high-performing, natural products that they claim help detox, repair, and protect the body. I am not an affiliate partner of Hue & Grace, and this is not an endorsement. After recording this conversation, I received some Hue & Grace products that I am very excited to try. You can learn more about their products at www.hueandgrace.com. That's spelled www.hueandgrace.com. H-U-G-H-A-N-D-G-R-A-C-E dot com. If you would like to watch our conversation, then visit my Instagram profile at Ruan Living. And if you're interested in detox resources that I have created to help you eliminate toxic chemicals, heavy metals, and electromagnetic fields from your home, diet, self-care, and technology, then visit www.ruanliving.com. All these links are in the podcast show notes. I also have one to two spots to work with clients one-on-one to help you detox for fertility. This would be an incredible investment for you and your growing family. 
There are so many simple detox tweaks that can transform our lives. To start, here's my conversation with Sarah Jensen, co-founder of Hue and Grace. So good to connect. I'm really looking forward to talking to you and hearing more about what led you to co-found Hue and Grace. It's a very interesting story because it does include unexplained infertility, which a lot of people experience and it's hard to understand. So thank you so much for coming on this platform to share your story. Of course, of course, of course. Where are you now? Are you on the West Coast? Yes, I mean, we live in Los Angeles. We've been on the road a ton. So I'm actually in LA for a good two weeks, which I'm thrilled about. And you're in my bedroom. So I'm trying to find a place where the kids can't hear us or where my husband can still work. And where are you located? I'm in New York City. Oh, I love it there. Yeah, we love it too. My husband and I, we always wanted four kids. We're both the oldest of six. So we always thought we'd have this huge family. And you mentioned unexplained fertility. And I can talk briefly just about our personal story and what led us to founding Hue and Grace is that we you know, got married young. We always wanted to have a large family, being both coming both from large families. And we struggled for 14 years with unexplained infertility. Um, which is maddening because you know it's interesting when you, we didn't really talk about our fertility struggle because it was so painful and hurtful on us for a very long time but the more we talked about it the more we, we received help and, and learned that a lot of people struggle with it but it's like people would say like oh whose fault is it no infertility is never a fault but we were just like wait i'm like find something wrong and fix it you know how come we can't solve this problem and so during those 14 years i mean we did everything we needed to do we i was ultra marathoner i stopped running because the doctor said the running chicken doesn't lay the eggs i hate needles we did acupuncture for years we did you know diets and therapy and Yoga, you, you name it. We, we did a ton of research during those 14 years as well. You're thinking, well, what is out there? If, you know, we're healthy, we're young. How come we can't have what we wanted? We learned about chemicals that are called endocrine disrupting chemicals, so hormone disrupting chemicals that impact hormones. And when we were learning about these hormones, we were looking at it just through our focus of fertility. You know, like hormones, people you know, getting pregnant because I was going for all the rounds, multiple, several rounds of IVF. You know, you're getting your hormone levels checked. And it's interesting Like we were thinking about so much what we ate and what we were doing, I wasn't even thinking about what we put on our skin. Like they would give me a hormone cream, I put hormone cream on my legs, and the next morning they'd go in and check my hormone levels and they'd spiked. And so it wasn't until later that I'm like, wow, it's not only what we're eating, one that you put on your skin gets right in your bloodstream. You put the nicotine patch and the pain patch. And so the incredible end of the story, you know, I mentioned we have two kids, but after 10 years of us trying, Ben's sister, my husband's sister, volunteered to be our surrogate. And she, after three attempts and multiple surgery, it was, it was, it was a long process, but she was, was our surrogate and gave birth to our son, Hugh. And then my sister volunteered to be our second surrogate and gave birth to our daughter, Grace. That's so a beautiful, we, beautiful outcome. It was, um, yeah, absolutely incredible. We, we didn't ever expect it, but it was, it was so incredible. So if you, and tell me if this is too personal, but I'm wondering how old were you when you started? Because you look young now. So <laughs> I'm assuming you and your husband were relatively young when you, we were 12 when we got married. <laughs> no, um, we've been married for almost 20 years. We, I was 23, almost 24 when we got married, but we started trying when I was 25. So young. So yeah, we were we were young, healthy from fertile families and we just didn't realize why we couldn't get pregnant and then saying you know what else is, was out is out there you know so what is why 
this is an issue. And it was really after having our kids. We looked at each other and we, we took a step back and we started doing a lot more research on these, these chemicals, these hormone disrupting chemicals, and realizing that hormones regulate everything from you know, your health, because these hormone disrupting chemicals are linked to infertility and cancers and Parkinson's disease and strokes and autoimmune disease. But you also think about hormones, just hormone health in general, they regulate your mood, your weight, your, you know, your, your sleep, your libido even. And so saying that we unknowingly are putting things on our body that get into our bloodstream daily. We said, you know, we have so many people really sacrifice to help us have our family and our dreams. What can we do to help create a solution? And so realizing that, uh, so one of the fastest ways to help reduce chemical exposure is through skincare. Skincare that you leave on your body and you know stays in. And so we said, let's create products that first of all work, that perform, create, do it differently. But then also we need to create awareness with knowledge, with community and products. We call our products hormone safe, but if no one knows what that is, like if you walk by you know, a shelf at Sephora and see a hormone safe product, you don't know why that's impactful. And so really to try, our mission is to help educate people, bring awareness to chemical exposure. And I love that you are doing the same as well. Yes, we're both approaching it from different angles. So I just want to clarify that I understand. You said that you and your husband started researching more of the hormone disrupting chemicals in our everyday products after you had your children. So you weren't aware during your fertility Sure. We learned about it during, we spent years and years going through multiple rounds of IVF. I did six rounds with me, three rounds with our first surrogate, and my sister thankfully only one round. But initially, we never, we didn't know. And so we learned about these hormone-driving chemicals during our struggle, but it wasn't really till after having our kids. We looked at each other and said, you know, we know a lot about a topic. And then our professional careers, we both have master's degrees, and we had amazing networks. My husband used to run a billion-dollar family office, and I used to raise money for USC, University of Southern California. So I worked with our top alumni and parents in 25 states. And we just said, you know, we have access to to doctors and to formulators and to what, what can we really do to help create a solution to this issue. And knowing that you can never remove top, you know, they're everywhere. <laughs> These chemicals are everywhere, which is also oh, can be overwhelming. And so we said, what are simple things people can do in their life? So not, I, I tend to be an all or nothing nothing person, either I'm running ultra marathons or I don't run at all, you know? And so like, how do we do this where, you know, people don't feel overwhelmed, where you don't feel like you have to throw away everything in your house and change your entire product line. So we launched only with four products because we said, here are four things the entire family can use that are simple. So we have a cleansing bar. So everyone takes a shower, washes their face, every, their hands every day. We have um, two face serums, a morning serum and a night serum. They both have different properties and it's, it, it's a one-step regimen. You know, you don't, we don't have a serum, moisturizer, toner. We're, we're actually having a lot of people say that people are replacing their four-step regimen with just our one face serum and having it work, which is great. And then we have a uh, body oil. So it's a dry body oil. We use that instead of lotion. It's, we use, it's 100% natural, safe for everybody. We, I was putting my daughter's diaper rashes and we've been having people say it helps with, with different things, but it's four products the entire family can use. It's been great because we've been on the road so much. And so I used to have you know, packing all of, of my, my skincare products. It was a lot. Now it's just four. And then also I used to have, when I was working with fertility treatments, I had terrible acne. I had hormones, you know, cystic acne. I would have melasma, dark spots all over my face. And since, well, I'm 43. I've never, I've, my skin's better now than it's ever been. I used to have to wear full face makeup and I only wear eye makeup now, which I also love because my skin's healthier. So once you started learning about the hormone disrupting chemicals in your products and you started eliminating them, how quickly did you know improvements or benefits? 
I, it's, it's been gradual because we, we, you, you learn, the more, the better you learn, the more you do. I mean, I was never pregnant. So it's not like I started limiting toxins and I got pregnant. So, but even with my skin, I've never, we, we did a retreat last week in Chicago. We had a big cocktail event and I did not wear any face makeup. I'm like, my skin's been better. So like to see the difference in my skin was actually relatively soon. Um, I think difference in how you feel. I feel better knowing, but it's also hard to know when you're, it's as a busy mom and a owning a business, it's hard to look at every single ingredient as I know you know and, and figure out what it is. So really finding brands that you trust, that you align with. One thing that's interesting for me is I would read ingredients, but then I, these products would be in plastic packaging and plastics can leach. And so you can have the, the great safe formulation then you put it in plastic and it's not as safe anymore. And so we use glass bottles. We use paper for our cleansing bar. And, and so the science is there and you can go in a rabbit hole because you start learning about so much, but just to figure out what are simple things we can do that can actually make an impact to come in and help reduce chemical exposure. And how did you go about selecting the ingredients for your product? So we worked with expert formulators. We actually, we tapped our network and we had an introduction to the largest beauty manufacturer in the world. We met, we flew back east and we sat down with their chief innovation officer and their whole innovation team. And we explained, when, you know, they make every product that you see, Saks and Sephora, these high-end products. And we said, this is what we want to do. And they said, wait, we can't do that. <laughs> we, formulating with chemicals is easier. The results are better. You know, my husband, um, we use the analogy of wine. So my husband used to run a wine company in Beverly Hills. And we were raised, we, we didn't drink wine. We didn't know anything about wine until recently. We, we drink wine now, but he was looking at this wine store and it was just a retail store. And he'd walk in and say, why is there a $5 bottle of grape juice and a $5,000 bottle of grape juice when it's all grape juice? And so it's learning about how the ingredients are sourced, the quality of the ingredients, the craftsmanship, the, the brand, the storytelling. And so as we took this outside approach to skincare, where we did not come from this industry, we had a personal problem we wanted to fix. And so we interviewed expert formulators across the country before selecting one. And I remember the group that we selected, the CEOs, he's like six, I'm 5'11", so I'm not short, but he's six, seven and big guy. And we walk in and he, he sat down, he's like, he's like, first of all, the world does not need another face serum and the world does not need another body oil. So I said, well, let me tell you our story, what we wanna accomplish. And they've been doing this for over 30 plus years in the all natural sector and they work with a lot of amazing brands. But after us telling our story and after hearing the kind of stuff we want to do, he's like, you know what? He's like, the world does need this. And let us figure out, you know, he's like, we can do it, but let us figure out how to do this and really craft these we didn't want to only create products that didn't have these hormone disrupting chemicals. We wanted to create products also that performed really well and you know, anti-aging and a one-step regimen, keep it simple. And so they came back and forth with us. We have world-renowned doctors on our medical advisory board. We are not, we don't pretend to be the experts. You know, we're, we're smart, we're educated, but we're really good at surrounding ourselves with even smarter people. And so we worked with them. We worked with our, ran everything by our medical advisory board. We have someone on our board named Dr. Jen she created the very first at-home pers uh, personalized uh, chemical exposure test. So it's at-home urine test called, called Million Marker, where you can test kind of your chemical exposure. And so, so fascinating. I mean, 
so many great people in this world. Um, but we we collaborate and make sure that's how we formulate. And then with our products and performance, we did a lot of focus groups. We were lucky to have one of our investors is Rachel Zoe. She loves, she's, you know, she's a curator. She has a, a subscription box called um, Curator that she sends out her favorite product. She actually featured ours and she's authentically said that our night serum is her favorite beauty product ever, which is which is great. But so she's loves and endorses our products. We've been been great. We've been very, very fortunate to have a lot of people love our mission, love our products. We've been, we launched just in May. We've been growing 50% a month since March. So we are. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. So let's pause a little bit on products and why, I think a common question is why are there so many toxic chemicals in our, let's just take our like body and facial products. Are they necessary? They probably serve a purpose. So when we were talking to the formulators, it's, it's chemicals. So, so with like the wine comparison, natural, every different year you have a different vintage because there's different performance. It may rain more one year, you know, one year than the other year. And so to get equal performance and the same scent or the same, if you're looking for ex exactly something, it's chemicals are cheap. They perform, you can get performance there, where if you're really trying to, every single year, our products, because we don't use, we have a custom essential oil blend that we use as our scent, but we don't have um, chemicals, any, any synthetic chemicals in there. And so one product may smell a little different from the next year than this year, because it depends on you know, the conditions and where the ingredients come from. But it is, it's more expensive. Um, we, you know, we have consultants, our, our products are all, you know, they're elevated, but they're all under $100. We had consultants tell us that we should be charging $250, $300 for our face serums. And we said, this message is so it's for everybody. You need to buy a bundle and you save a lot more, but we wanted everything. This is a message for everybody. And then also I think marketing. I mean, you don't really need a five-step regimen. That's the brand saying, oh, you need this product for this thing and this, you know, eye cream here. If you have an amazing product, um, you can just use that. One stat that was fascinating was that the average woman puts on 12 products a day, which is roughly 168 chemicals. And so we said, if we, and you think about it, you have different hand soaps throughout the day. They all have different chemical combinations. And then also with skincare, if you're putting on our face serum, then you put on a moisturizer and an eye cream and a vitamin C serum. All of those chemicals are interacting with each other. And you don't know the results if you're putting on different products and how those chemicals react together, but also in your body, what it's doing. So we said, if we can help people reduce, like swapping out four products of those 12, you're helping reduce your chemical exposure by a third. So over a month, that's 300 chemicals. Over a month, or over a week, it's 300 chemicals. Over a month, that's what, 12, over, you know, 1200 chemicals. And just doing some simple, like I, I love in the airport where you can refill your water bottle. And it's like, you saved the, the world 1 million water bottles, <laughs> plastic bottles and that's going fun. I love thinking about that. So in the morning I put this up my kids, I put it on me and like, oh, I am saving myself, my body, all those chemicals that I would have normally put on. Yeah, and would you comment on what you learned about exposures to even small doses of chemicals? Because even it takes just a tiny, tiny amount to have a really big impact, especially if you're pregnant and if we're talking about young children. Yeah, it's, so you're right. It, even the smallest variants can make an impact. You know, it's interesting. So we have Dr. Brian Kaplan is out of Chicago. He's one of the 
world's best fertility experts. He's, he's been a friend for years. And when I called him to be on our medical advisory board, I was a little nervous because I didn't know if he would endorse his skincare. You know, we're, we're a wellness brand. We're starting with skincare. We'll be moving to supplements next year. But he says, so I was telling him about these hormone-stricting chemicals. And he's like, Sarah, he's like, okay, first of all, he's like, I, of course, I, I'd love to support you. But he's like, we're seeing right now, we have the lowest sperm count in history. And what they're showing their studies is that when they're back 30, 40, 50 years ago, when their moms, when moms were pregnant and they had high exposure to these chemicals, which you're putting on lotions and creams and this stuff. She's like, we're showing years later, you know, decades later, that when they're, so during pregnancy and also even pre-pregnancies, like people usually start thinking about what they put on their bodies when they eat when they're pregnant. He's like, for the men and women, it's the quality of the egg, the quality of the sperm. It's the, what, how they're, what the products you're using, what they're eating before even getting pregnant, that makes an impact. But seeing that even these chemicals have such an impact on the babies. So in utero, they were getting exposure and then now it's being manifest 30, 40, 50 years later with low sperm count and several other diseases. So it's just trying to be cognizant and aware of the control you have because we don't have control over so many things in life. And so to the things we do have control of to make educated decisions and, um, and just to be aware. So I'm curious, you mentioned earlier the, I think, million marker. Is that yeah. the at-home testing kit? So can somebody take a measure of the chemicals in their body and then detox their household products and then do the test again to see the difference? Yeah. Did you do that? I've done some testing. She's we're actually working together trying to do a, so it's best if you do the test and you keep the controlled environment, which has actually been easier during COVID because no one's been, <laughs> been leaving the home. But yet it's, you're able to do two different tests and you can do it. I mean, the tests are a little more expensive. So it's a few hundred dollars for the test, but it's, you can measure. She, I forget which chemicals, she keeps adding more and more chemicals you can test for. Okay. And you send samples to a lab when you were pregnant and uh, I was I was never pregnant. Oh, that's right. But when you were on your fertility journey, trying different ways to get pregnant, did you did the infertility clinics ever measure chemicals in your samples? No. No, and it's interesting. You think with doctors, they're great, but you hit a certain point, and it's like they they make money with procedures. You know, and so I think so, like, some doctors are a little more holistic and say, okay, let's look at different things you can do. To the point where we were just wanting to get pregnant. We were like, okay, just do this, do this, do this, do this. So of course we were on our own trying to, to alter different things in our life, you know, stopping running and doing you know, acupuncture and all those things on, our, on what we need, need to do. But it wasn't, we didn't have a whole diagnosis of chemicals. The reason I ask is because Based on my research, I know unexplained infertility is on the rise. It's not well understood. It is actually more common than people realize for couples who are young, like in their 20s. So you're like the perfect example. And the studies on how 
toxic chemicals and heavy metals and even electromagnetic fields from what we buy on and do, how that affects our fertility. It's just starting to be studied a bit more, but there are some studies showing that our toxic exposures can affect our fertility. And so I was curious whether your doctors were informing you on that or if they were informed, but it sounds like they weren't. Uh, I think they are informed. I think there's so much they are doing. So I have to sit down with each patient and explain things. Like they, Rodeo Drug Women's Health Center is a premier OBGYN clinic in Beverly Hills. So they actually sell our products there. Because they say, here are simple things they can do. They recommend our products. Um, but I think it's not because they don't care. But when usually you go to fertility um, doctors when you've tried everything else. And so this conversation really should be had, had with your OBGYN because that's when you start going there. By the time you go to a lot of people when they get to fertility doctors, they're either older, they're spending a lot of money, and they're just like, okay, let's do, like, let's do what's tried and true. We did, um, you said something that reminded me of something. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. But I, I do remember there, there are some studies that are finding that reducing your chemical exposures can maybe improve IVF outcomes. So of it's course, like never because, too late. Oh, no, no. And also, I think people think about, like when I was learning about these chemicals, I was only thinking about through fertility. You, you, you think of hormones as puberty, fertility, menopause. And you don't realize hormones regulate Everything, Everything. they're linked to Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And so, I mean, I, I, joke, I, live, I have a lot of guy friends in LA who are on hormone replacement therapy because they're just when they want testosterone, they want muscle mass or performance. And so, these hormones regulate everything in your life for men, women, and um, children. But also, that you're talking about, um, there's actually a really fascinating book called Countdown that came out a few months ago. I need to do Dr. Spawn. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And so, but those studies, like the exposure to these chemicals, these chemicals are they're increasing miscarriage rates by a percentage point every year. You know, testosterone is dropping a percentage point every year. And so, if you think about that, for our future, our kids, these chemicals have a lot of impact and are are important. Yeah. So I have a bunch of notes that I'm like uh, questions I I want to ask you. Um, so I might be jumping around a bit. I've been taking notes as you've been talking. So going back to non-toxic products, what would you say to the question of how are they just as effective? Are non-toxic non products, Hue and Grace products, are they just as effective as the more conventional options? I would say yes. I mean, I've been able to replace, but I feel like we're a lot of, we have great reviews. So people, a lot of people are loving the performance of our products. If I think it's also, but, but with our, like we've been featured in Wall Street Journal and Forbes and Pop Sugar and stuff that Rachel's Zoe and outside validation. Um, Tracy Anderson said our products changed her skin, you know, and so we're getting a lot of really positive feedback, but I also feel like I can't speak for everybody where um, everyone has different skin, but we're having some really great results. So we have a viewer, I think maybe her name is Courtney, who writes, I can personally say they are more than effective. And I, I was wondering if you were going to say that too. I personally have found, I mean, you, it's hard to generalize, but the products I use, I find them to be much more effective than the conventional options I used to use. That's, yeah, it's, sorry, my partner's right here. <laughs> no problem. I feel a little loud in the background. So, will you tell us more about your skincare routine? Because earlier you said something about using fewer products. Like, for My example, skin. you don't—you probably don't wear as much makeup now because you're 
the quality of your skin is improved. Oh my gosh. I used oh, let to... me just read you something else. Kate says, I agree. Hue and Grace has made my skin the best it has ever been. I love you guys. And this then is... another person writes, me too. So calming for my skin and moisturizing. Oh, another person writes, I love Hue and Grace. It's made my skin so much better. Simple is best. I, I love it. So good. Listen to them. Don't listen to me. <laughs> but I think it's helpful, you know, as you switch, if you swap the conventional products for the, the more non-toxic ones, your skin improves, your energy improves, your, your sleep. I'm, I'm talking about not detoxing your life in general of like toxic chemicals, heavy metals and EMS, but overall, like your sleep improves, your everything improves. So you do glow in a different way, or you can, you're more likely to. And therefore, I also wear much fewer products than I did when I was younger. I don't feel the need to. And so can you talk, can you share like, what's your evening routine or morning routine with your face, with your skin, your face? Yes, I shower. I use our cleansing bar on my face and entire body. And then I get out and I put on our face serum and body oil and then where before and so that's that's it for my skin i put on i'll do my eyebrows uh mascara eyeliner i don't and then also i'll use my body oil because i'll um, as i make it remover so i wash this my wash my face with our cleansing bar if i because i wear dark, dark makeup in my eyes sometimes and so i put our body oil on a cotton swab and wipe that off and I don't wear any face makeup. So I use you don't wear moisturizer? No, just the face serum. The face serum is very moisturizing. Danielle writes, I love using the cleansing bar and oil on my girls. I love it. Um, yeah, so and then we're nice. No moisturizer, just the cleansing bar and then the serum. Face serum. Yep. Face serum. And then do you have to reapply the face serum every few hours to moisturize or no? No, you're also I, in LA where maybe it's more, there's more moisture in the air. There's more moisture in the air. Sometimes, like, if I fly, I always bring face serum. I actually will put it on in the airplanes. I just get tight. Or if I'm traveling, I keep it in my purse. Um, I'll put it on my lips. I'll put it but throughout the day. And then at night, I don't have my daughter took it. <laughs> sitting in the bed stand right now. We I wash my face. Nurse mom fun. says, my kiddos love it too. I love it. So at night, so I wash my face with cleansing bar and then we have a night serum and we actually keep it on our bedstand. And so my husband, that's my husband's favorite product. Is there's blue tansy in it. Your face kind of tingles a little bit when you put it on. And so our nightly routine is wash your face. I come in the bedroom and I'll actually sit on his side of the bed and put the face around me and I put the face serum on him. And it's kind of like our, our nightly ritual, um, a nice way to kind of end the day but simple and it's night serum. It's just a lot of vitamin A and E. So it helps repair your cells overnight. It's thicker. It's, yeah, it's, it's my husband's favorite product, but it's also great that it's, oh, and then I'll, when I wash my face, if I have a lot of make makeup, I use the body oil on the cotton spot to remove my eye makeup and then just the night serum. So simple, easy, and not, I don't have an eye cream. There's my husband, or Courtney says, my husband uses the body oil for beard oil and leave-in conditioner in his hair. Thank you, Courtney, for sharing that. I love it. So, okay, I'm going to ask you what you wish more people knew about and a list of things. Uh, okay, Kate, Katie writes, I am blown away at how moisturizing both the face serums and body oil are. 
I never have to reapply. Also use it on my kids. My five-year-old loves it and always says how good it smells. Okay, um, Hormone Safe asks, can you speak to some of your research on endocrine disrupting chemicals? You're such a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. I think some things at the top of my mind that we haven't covered yet. And I think it's good to just educate a little bit more so that people recognize by swapping out one product at a time as you can is so impactful over your lifetime. Because as we said earlier, small exposures matter. But there was an excellent report published around 2012 by the World Health Organization and um, the United Nations Environment Program, I believe. And it's all about endocrine disrupting chemicals. It's an excellent resource if you want to get an overview of the science that was understood at that time. And the science has just gotten stronger. At that time, they had identified about 1,800 to 1,000 endocrine disrupting chemicals. Those are just the ones identified. So there are definitely a lot more. And as Sarah mentioned earlier, even if you know about how one endocrine disrupting chemical affects the body, you maybe don't understand how two, how their like cocktail effects affect your body. So that's just another reason why it's so important to reduce your exposures when you can. Your goal is over your lifetime. So I always say small detox tweaks can transform and uh, just start with like swapping one product at a time. Um, okay, so what do you wish more people knew? I was gonna ask you, what do you wish more people knew about endocrine disrupting chemicals? My gosh, a lot of people don't even know about them. So I, I wish that people knew about them. And I do like, because when I first learned about them, it can be overwhelming. You're like, oh my gosh, there's over you know, thousand chemicals. How, how do we, how do you avoid stuff? But, that, but there are simple, simple things. I love that you, you talk about being, you know, simple swaps mm. can make an impact. And what does that, you know, what does it mean for you, for your family, having, like for us, like we wondered, we spent years getting the formulations right where we wanted to have the performance that performed just as well or better than anything else out there. And so people would want to use the products, not just because they're safe, because there are a lot of products out there that are safe, but they just don't perform as well. It's, you know, the $5 bottle of grape juice, you know, but it's really finding the art products that you love that do the work of many and then keeping it simple and keeping it where you feel like you can actually make the changes and then slowly like we've slowly replaced all of our cookware we slowly you know changing um our product roadmap is what we launched with skincare we um will be going to supplements next uh, next year, we're looking at home care, but just simple things in your life that you can swap out with really high performance. That's that's the the harder part for us is you have to work with expert formulators who really understand how to get the perform performance there. We're not using chemicals, so that's that's our role as a company is to really find that. And and we're we're thankfully working with some amazing people. But but yeah, I think and I think not feeling overwhelmed. So first of all, learning what they are that they actually make an impact. That I never really realized that products can impact my health and those 14 years of hell and um you know tears and anguish even when we were at, you know our surrogates there was so much pain on them my first my sister-in-law almost died during the pregnancy i mean there was a lot of issues but to realize that these chemicals actually make an impact on our lives okay i'm just gonna pause and read some comments uh hormone states says i love sarah's story 
everyone living. How did you get interested in this? Do you have a similar connection? Uh, I really appreciate your question, but I'm not going to answer that now, but I will try and answer that for you another time. I just want to give uh, focus this on Sarah and nurse mom, right? Simple swaps are key. It's so true. People really don't have an idea about them and place so much blind trust in things that are on the store shelves. In reality, a lot of those are not safe. I agree. Okay, so what going back to my questions for you, Sarah, what do you wish more people knew about the labels, non-toxic, organic, natural? There's no, there's really good definitions. It's, and I think the thing that blew my mind is that even clean and non-toxic can still, products can contain these EDCs. And so having you know, to read everything and to Google everything, you know, it's, for me, it's not not reality. I can't, as I'm shopping with kids, trying to figure out you know, what's best and safest. And so then I usually use Environmental Working Group. So Skin Deep um, is great resource. And there's other few other companies out there, but really trying to find brands and products that you love and you trust. And then just, keep, just I find something I love and I stick with that until I find something better. So what do you have a quick tips to identify safer products when you're looking for non-hue and grace products? Like you mentioned so, the environmental working group, but I find that sometimes when I'm in a store and I need to get shampoo or something, I don't always have internet connection to look up how what the hazard score is on the environmental working group database so i have my strategies to i want to hear yours yeah i'm happy to share mine but i was wondering if you have any also i have brands i love and that i i usually stick with and so i'm a much more mindful shopper now <laughs> so i go in knowing and some products it's been interesting as we're trying different formulations for shampoos for things so i other than trying to know exactly what i'm looking for um, no, share your tip. I'd like to always learn from other people as well. Yeah, so after, like, I don't know if you know, but I published a book in 2015 that's 500 pages. It's called A to Z of Detoxing. And I had a, such a long list of chemicals to avoid that I just needed a more strategic approach because I couldn't, I didn't want to know about any more chemicals to avoid. That just wasn't going to be the way that I could um, shop, practically speaking. And so some easy ways are, if I see fragrance in the ingredient list, I just view it as high risk. Some might be safe, most are not. It's just hard to know which ones are safe. And so if it has fragrance, I avoid it unless it's very clear on what's in the fragrance, like 100% pure essential oils. If there are any colors, so I read the product uh, ingredient list and if there are colors or dyes then I know that's high risk too but even just looking at it like if you're looking for dish soap you'll see orange and purple and blue so you know those are artificial colors and that's high risk things that are in spray cans are just high risk because if I don't really know what's in it it can be inhaled into your lungs circulated throughout your body and those impacts are really not understood. So those are just some easy things. I find that avoiding fragrance, colors, antibacterial claims eliminates most of the toxic products. I love that. Or most of the high risk products. I mean, it's not like I've studied all of them, but that's how I shop. Um, I think that's so helpful. And, and as you're saying before, like 
to look at everything you're like, try to avoid all these things. It's, it's, you know, in our company, we don't have a no list. We want to talk about what we are. You know, I was raised in a very strict religious household where I didn't drink and I didn't smoke and I didn't, you know, do all these things. So in high school, I was known as a person who didn't do these things, you know, X, Y, and Z, where I was in student leadership and I was social and I had great public speaking skills. You know, I want to be known as what I was and not what I wasn't. And so even as we do talk about our products, there are no hormone disrupting chemicals, but let's talk about the performance. Let's talk about why these products and how they'll, they'll simplify your life, not even just reducing chemical exposure, but your time. You're not having to do a forest approachman, the money. You're saving money on those products. And you, know, you live in New York City, I live in Los Angeles, bathrooms are smaller in big cities. Like I love the reduction of the counter space and just having simple, beautiful, products where you only have I only have four products where I used to have 15 so that reduce clutter. Yes, I'm all about that. I love products that are multi-purpose. I just want a few great products and no clutter. Okay, Hormone Safe asks, can kids use Hue and Grace or is it okay to use for men? Great for kids, great for men, great for Forbes uh, chose our two face serums as best men's skincare for men for travel. So great for them. Um, so it's sends for gender neutral, the packaging, their amber bottles are packaging. It's like a sage green color, our brand colors are sage green and navy. So my, our son's name is on the company. So I'm like, this is definitely for men. <laughs> and also safe for pregnancy. So yes. Okay, and Danielle, who who is watching actually responded also saying the cleaning bar and the body oil are good for anyone six months and older. I'm just scrolling through the comments. I love there's so many comments. You can't see them and I'm waving hello to people. Um, okay, back to my questions. What do you wish more people knew about unexplained infertility? I think that it is so common and it's so hard. You know, whether you're trying for three months or three years. You know, I feel like that's a human know, right, but like it's a, there's a, a huge desire when you want to have a kid and you can't, you know, we were so private for, we, we didn't talk about our infertility for 10 years because it was so hard on us and we were struggling so much and we didn't, and for me, I'm like, I didn't want the people asking to have to report that, you know, I kept you know, failing, but it just, it just never worked. It was interesting though, when I finally told a family member, so the first time I ever told a family member was my sister-in-law and she volunteered to be a surrogate and which blew our minds. Um, but it wasn't until we shared that we were struggling that people came to help us. And then when we were expecting, and I, what we had to tell people that we're having a baby, but I wasn't pregnant. It's just incredible the number of people that came to us and said, I, almost everyone I knew had either experienced or had someone close to them that experienced infertility, but also had uh, would share with me their, their health issues. And so these, which made us really realize that these chemicals have so much impact. So it's, that was really our driving force. But infertility, people don't talk about it because I don't know if it's the same reason I did. I didn't want people asking questions, personal questions when I wasn't even in a, in a mental state where I could articulate how I was feeling or what I was doing. But that it is so common. I think when you, there are support groups, there is Resolve. I've done stuff with them, the infertility organization. Um, but that, one thing that really helped us, this is probably after eight years of us trying, my husband came to me and he said, Sarah, are we going to be parents or are we only going to be parents of children that are, that you give birth to? And the genetic children that you give birth to. And we took a step back and said, we, we want parents, fully parents. And all of a sudden, a huge 
lift off my shoulders because there are more options now than ever before where you could, there's embryo adoption, there's egg donors, sperm donors, adoption. I mean, foster parents, there's so many ways to become parents and we had to get there. If you would have asked me that question three months into a trying, I would have said, no, I want to you know, give birth. I want, I want to have our genetic children. But um, I feel like you get to a point in life where you say, okay, this is what we want to do. And if, if you have a desire, there are ways to, to help make it work. Yes, from my perspective, I, I find that the issues that people are kind of ashamed to share, once they feel comfortable sharing it, they discover they're more they're surprised by the responses of, I'm suffering with that too, or I know someone who's suffering with that. So I just wanted to share that. A few more comments, let's see. Um, Okay, I'm just going to read them. I think we're, we're running out of time, so we can't really answer these. But Katie asks, Sarah, are you willing to touch more on the supplements you refer to? Courtney writes, body oil, great for diaper rash and eczema. Hormone Safe asks, how did Rachel Zoe get involved with the company? This is just interesting for you to know. These are people's uh, questions and comments. And Courtney writes again, eight years here of unexplained infertility. It sucks, but I'm so grateful for Sarah and Ben for sharing because it, it has helped us so much. So, okay. So my last question about what do you wish more people knew? Um, and it's about what do you wish more people knew about children's products and baby products? That so many aren't safe. <laughs> I, th I think it goes back to products actually making that and what you choose to put on and in your body. You know, I was always more focused on what I was putting in my body versus what I was putting on my body, but to, you know, the key critical times of hormone development are when, you know, trying to get pregnant, pregnant, kids, babies, and teenagers. And so that's when you're really developing these key hormones, especially during that time. So that during those times are when I feel it's even more critical to try to use the best products available. Okay. Before I ask you my last question, there's a question from a viewer. I think it's Mrs. Loria. Um, she asked, have any do you have any suggestions on safe shaving gels since we use them near our breasts? I don't know a lot of different shaving gels, but for me, I do the body oil I'll put on in the shower. It's glass, so I'm care always careful with it. And then after I shave, I put the body oil on right away mm -hmm. and it helps reduce razor bumps. It's 100% natural. It's People are saying they use it on so many different things. I've, I've, we've had people tell us they use the body oil as and it smells good, but they say they use it to help repel insects. And so it's just, oh, when you find what something, I know. What, what, sense, what scents are in it? So we have our custom essential oil lunch that we use in every product but because the base oils are, um, are all different. They manifest differently. We have, so there's a citrus, there's um, some, I can't remember every single thing that's in the custom essential oil blend, but it's, it's kind of because I know some. I know some essential oils are supposed to help repel insects. Um, oh my gosh! And also, we're well, going back to um, hormones for big chemicals. It blew my mind that tea tree and lavender oil are can be yes. hormone for big chemicals. It's great. But so yes, for for shaving, I use body oil. Okay. Well. Let's see. Katie writes, Lori, I use the Hue and Grace soap bar to shave. Langley writes, I use the body oil. It makes my skin so slick and bugs don't stay on. Okay. My last question. What are your top three tips for practical non-toxic living? Oh my goodness. So use Hue and Grace products. <laughs> I'll put a plug there. Uh, 
anything that's simple. So even taking off your shoes and jacket when you walk in the door, air filtration, windows open. And so I, I try to think of if you're gonna start somewhere, start doing things that you know you can control and know you can do. And so having, because the list can be very long, but just being mindful of what you're putting in your body, on your body. I loved the EWGs, you know, Dirty Dozen and Clean 15, simple because it can be expensive to buy all organic. It can be expensive to switch out everything, but trying products, trying to use things that are great for yourself, your family and just, just I think the positive mindset you know you said you wrote that's incredibly wrote 500 pages that that things to avoid start looking for me it's like let's think about more positive things let's think of things that that can really make an impact because you start feeling better but also your mindset is, is important uh, I thought of another question I, I'm dying to ask what are you and your husband selective about the wine you drink um yes and no depending on the <laughs> it took me a long time to realize how many chemicals are in wine i really wish i knew that sooner but uh, i did a podcast with the founder of dry farm wines and that was so informative and so whenever i can i try and drink dry farm wines which are natural wines and the podcast explains what natural wines are but but you know when you're out and you can't carry your bottles of wine with you you just have whatever serving or sneak it in your purse yeah but i was just wondering if if you also try to drink just natural wine depending on the night depending on where we are uh, we're on the road a ton so yeah. That's why I said, that's why I said yes and no. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was, oh, this is such a pleasure. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. And sharing your story with the unexplained infertility is so helpful to so many others who are going through the same journey. So thank you for sharing it. And it's so beautiful that your, your sister and your sister-in-law were surrogates. That's just so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. There are great people out there. It's, and I, I just think it's just being vulnerable, I've learned more through being vulnerable and being open that it's, it's helped my, impact me, but it's also helped a lot of other people as well. So it's, it's, it's a lesson that I continue to learn and try to practice. Me too. <laughs> thank okay, you. Well, thank you. I will share this video with you. Um, Please do. We'll post this as well. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Podcast show notes can be found at my website at nontoxicliving.tips. To more easily listen to other episodes, please subscribe to the Practical Non-Toxic Living podcast. And if you'd like to support it, then please like it and share it. Until next time.